And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Dad and Fear. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colum Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another We Are Meath podcast, uh, it's Mickey Rennan here and I'm joined this week by Davy Rispin and Brian Kelly, um, unfortunately uh, our main man, our small ball expert Kieran Flynn, uh, the PRO of the county board, he has the man flu and at this stage we'd just like to maybe pause and uh, just wish him well, It's uh, we know well, everybody, every man out there who listens to the podcast knows how bad the the man flu is, and uh, you know uh, we do wish him well, and we do hope he makes a recovery in time for our next podcast, uh, which will be after the uh, championship finals and uh, next weekend. It's going to be a brilliant weekend of football, but our main concern for the moment is the health and well being of uh, Kieran Flynn, the PRO. And again, if you are out there, if anybody's passing a church. Um, or a pub, or a pub. <laughs> but if you can make your way into that church, maybe say a prayer from uh, light a candle. And if you're passing the pub, or if you're in a pub and you're having a drink, raise a drink oh, in memory, <laughs> in memory of our man Kieran Flynn. And uh, uh, yeah, he he he's been a stalwart to the podcast, and we do hope he can make it back. Um, David Risman, uh, you know, maybe maybe a word from yourself on Kieran yeah. Flynn. Yeah, I, I heard the boys were raising a whiskey, hot whiskey in the pub to him and turn around and t- look to their left and who was it only? Kieran Flynn. It was like the resurrection of Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know, is he as bad as he's made out to be? But yeah, we Brian wish him Ke- well. Brian Kelly, again, you know, uh, it would only be right to get a word from you. You, you I suppose you, you were a Centralstown uh, um, uh, member. Uh, you, you still are, and <laughs> but you, you were there when, when, when he had his cameo in Centralstown as well. And, uh, you know... Uh, Great man, big heart, and uh, you know a word from yourself for for Kieran Flynn. Yeah, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Flynn family at this difficult time. Um, Interflora have reported the it's their second busiest day of the year since they got the news. Only Valentine's Day surpasses it. Yeah. So I think it just shows the regard that Kieran has held by everybody in the county. Yeah, absolutely. And again, um, we, we do wish him uh, a speedy recovery, and uh, we do hope he makes a full recovery from the man flu. But uh, you know, uh, things have to keep going. You know, the wheels keep on turning, and the We Are Mead podcast still has to be put out, um, even in his absence. And on this week's We Are Mead podcast, we have results from a uh, junior championship finals. That that took place on the weekend. There was the Mesita Shield finals taking place during the week with the ladies. We have some under-21 championship results that Brian Kelly will be bringing to us. Also, we have uh, the Ted Murtha Trim Senior Hurling Championship final replay that took place today on Sunday um, at 3pm in Park Tolchin. And uh, that is one uh, that I will be reviewing, hopefully, uh, during the week with uh, Kieran Flynn because uh, I, I, I don't know whether it's man flu or shock 
um, <laughs> from the result of the Senior Hurling Championship um, where Kiltail were in the mix for six but it was Kildalki who came up and uh, put an end to those dreams. And in fairness, Kil, uh, Kiltail have been super champions in Mead over the last five years. But it is uh, time for the Kildalki team to uh, uh, maybe take that mantle. And uh, they'll be in the, what, what would you say, they'll be... Uh, uh, they'll be in the queue for two uh, next year so they will <laughs> I don't know what way you make uh, some sort of a saying out of it but uh, well done to Kildalki we will be coming back to that later on we had uh, Clon the Gale were out in Leinster Junior Championship as well and then we'll be looking forward to next week's championship where we will see um, yeah, the junior final the intermediate final and the senior final all played in the one weekend and David Rispin I suppose you know that's unique in Mead you know there's usually uh, gaps of maybe a week or two between uh, uh, the the different championship finals, the junior and intermediate and senior, I think it's brilliant. Mm. I think you know a weekend of championship finals for your top three grades, your junior, intermediate, and senior is an absolutely brilliant way of doing the championship. Yeah, we normally have it that um, one of the each of the senior semi-finals are on the Saturday and Sunday, preceding the. Uh, junior and intermediate finals and then obviously on the standalone weekend it would be the senior final generally put with like the junior B or something whatever it may be but I agree with you I think it's brilliant like you have the two you have the intermediate and junior final um, Saturday and then you have the senior final on Sunday with the minor final the minor as well final, yeah. so you have four great games um, in, in two days and now and I think it's brilliant and uh, really looking forward to it yeah, it's going to be brilliant and uh, it really is going to be a fantastic weekend. Excuse me if uh, I sound a bit bunged up. But I, I don't have the man flu. I didn't catch it from uh, Kieran Flynn. I, I wasn't kissing him or anything like that, although he's tried many times. Um, but it, it's it's more a sinus problem with me this week, so I might be a little bit sniffly. And maybe that's due to the fact that I'm so sad about Kieran Flynn as well. Um, so I might be a bit sniffly during the podcast. But the first of the results we're going to go to was the Junior B Championship Final. This was played on Saturday at 4pm. I think it was the Seamus Connolly um, Junior B Championship Final and uh, Rathoth who are having an absolutely wonderful year came away with the victory here after winning the Junior C Championship last year coming up to Junior B ranks they went out against the Kilbride side a very fancied Kilbride side uh, under the stewardship of David Nolan um, uh, an ex-Simonstown and uh, Wolf Tones player and uh, unfortunately he came up a cropper against a really good Rathoth side who won 2.15 to Kilbride's one goal and nine and David Rispin, that's a that's a fantastic victory for a club that are on the rise at the moment, Rathoth. And you know, in the lead up to their senior championship final, that's that's the boost that they need. Mm. You know, absolutely. And like we talked to the lads at the press night, a couple of lads from Rathoth, and you know, it was something that they referenced the training with the senior squad, and they've trained with them from day one. And uh, Brian Brian Daly, who we talk, spoke to the you know playing with the Rathoth Junior Bs, he's played most of the league games with Rathoth first team this year and I suppose that's something that with Rotot having all of the county men under 20s lads it probably provides opportunities for these junior B lads to get a taste of first team football in the league they probably inevitably drop back then to play a second team championship and as you can see I mean we've played we, we played Kilbride something like three times this year and uh, I think we, we they were all three close games like we're a junior A side so Kilbride are a very good side and one deservedly getting to this point beating Boards Mill but you know for a tote to do that to them and, and put them to the sword so emphatically it uh, it speaks volumes but we sh we probably shouldn't be too surprised because at the end of the day it's only Rotot's second team yeah, yeah. and uh, and they have a huge know, pick absolutely you know, like. um, so look but I suppose when you put it into context they only won the Junior C 12 months ago 
Yeah. Now to win d- the same team, so to speak, yeah. winning the Junior B, you but, know, 12 months later. But they absolutely waltz through that junior c championship last yeah. year you know like I, I think their smallest winning margin may have been 10 points mm. you know like they just they demolished everybody so you know everybody knew that this was a good rathout side coming up um kilbride the first team as well you know that old uh saying that our man kieran flynn uses you know first team over a second team mm. usually is the way he would have went and uh but this this Rathout team, they're probably on a par maybe with, we'll say, the the Dunboyne junior team, or that's now an intermediate mm. team that are going back down to junior next year, well, or, not, the, not or, year. or the Ashburn intermediate team that are obviously going back down to the reserve championship as well next year. But, you know, it, it, that's the type of quality that Rathout have up there and the numbers that they have in that club as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably disappointing for them that they won't get the opportunity to play junior A football now next year, but... But in, it, puts, in, it puts them in good a good stead for going into that reserve championship with the likes of Dunboyne Ashburn absolutely. and uh, Dunboyne second team. Yeah, because you look at it and you'd say, yeah, them Dunboyne are obviously probably the pick and then Dunmore Ashburn slightly behind them. And then there's probably a big gap to the likes of your Simonstowns and Avon O'Mahony's and Retotes of and Summerhill. Well, Summerhill will be a little bit higher up. But now, now there's, you know, you'd give them hope of going well in that um, reserve team. And they seem to take it as, as strongly as they can. But then, I mean, there's nothing to say that you know, half dozen of them lads mightn't go on and play senior football next year. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've seen a couple of clips from the game and there were some really good performances and they, and they do have plenty of youth coming through as and well as the, the bit of experience. A lot of them are going to be involved with the senior team and may even get a run uh, with the senior team in that final, although they have an embarrassment of riches, as we said already, with mm. county under 20 uh, captain and players that aren't able to make it onto the start in 15. So yeah. I suppose it is a hard team to get into. But well done to Rathout on that uh, victory and uh, they will obviously obviously be vying for their first team victory um, in the uh, senior final next week. In the junior D final, it was Wolf Tones taking on St. Column Kills and uh, Wolf Tones coming away with the victory here, three goals and eight to St. Column Kills, one goal and three. Quite a, um, a convincing win there for Wolf Tones and uh, Tony Carney bowing out of management with Wolf Tones uh, but as always, leaving them with some silverware um, to uh, to their name. And uh, there was one of the players on the the Wolf Tones team, Brian Kelly, that managed to fulfil, you know, his full uh, medal count. He's now got a senior championship, an intermediate championship, junior championship, junior B, junior C, and junior D championship medal by winning that junior D championship today. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's some way to mark your 40th birthday. He- turned 40 there recently so to be still playing at that age and to be still winning championships yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) easy you just because I said still winning championships at that age Mickey (laughs) (laughs) it's some some going and it just shows his commitment to the club most lads will have walked away at that stage but like Dara he's stuck at it and it's a huge achievement to have done something like that yeah, absolutely brilliant for Wolf Tones and brilliant for Tony County as well. As I said, bowing out of management with Wolf Tones, moving on obviously to uh, to another club. But um, you know, he, Tony County, whenever he's been in Wolf Tones, he's done a stellar job, and you know, he, he's always won trophies. Yes, Silverware seems to follow him around. He went to St Fekins and Loud and did well there for a spell too. So, like, he just seems to have an knack of winning trophies. It didn't work out for him at senior level this year, but he. It's a serious commitment to be overall three adult teams in the club like he was this year. 
and to come away with a championship trophy at the end of it is a, is a great achievement. It is indeed, and uh, um, you know, on a scoreline of three goals and eight, uh, St. Column kills one goal and three, and you know, Column kills would be a, a strong, a, a, a strong team, and. Um, you know, uh, Wolf Tones coming away with that win, but well done to Wolf Tones and Dara Brown um, on for filling his uh, his championship medal count. Now he's probably got one of those. Do you remember? I don't know. Yous are probably too young. There used to be uh, um, uh, people used to have these kind of plaques for holding their medals. And uh, I'd say he probably being the age that he is, similar ilk to myself, he had one on the wall and he just had that junior D spot to fill on that plaque and he's done it now and he he'll, uh, he he probably won't give up now but he'll probably still keep going. There could be one spot left on that plaque to fill and it'd be great to see maybe him on a Mead Masters team next show in All-Ireland. Mead haven't had a team in the Masters recently but... He'd be a strong candidate to be on that team if we had a team next year. Well, interestingly, Mead were supposed to have one this year and uh, didn't uh, actually put the team forward in the end. And that was very disappointing because I, I played Masters this year. I played with Cavan. And I'll tell you one thing. It's, it's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant competition. And it's really, really well run. I'm going off on a sidetrack here, but it would be brilliant to see a Mead... Um, uh, uh, masters team and uh, you know you think you think that like you know when you get to over 40s you know, that you know it's just about going out in a bit of crack I tell you one thing <laughs> blood and thunder in every single game and we played Tyrone and Tyrone masters team are exactly like their underage and their senior teams they're yeah, we'll, we'll move on anyway. We got sidetracked there and I got a bit emotional. Um, we're going to move on now to the ladies' football. And uh, in the Masita Shield final, um, taking place on Wednesday in Dungani, the Masita won Shield final. Um, it was D Rangers taking on St. Ultons. Uh, Davy Rissman, you were at this game. D Rangers, six goals and 12. Ultons, St. Ultons, your home team there, five goals and five pints. Um, one goal and seven. Ten, ten point win for D Rangers. And, uh, ten point win for D Rangers. But, uh, it was much closer at halftime. I think there was only a point in it, but D Rangers kicked on in the second half. Yeah, the goals probably kept Bolton's alive at times in the first half, and like D Rangers played a lot of the football, but there was a breeze behind them, and Bolton's had that second half. But D Rangers played a brilliant running game, and it was uh, it was excellent to watch through the hands, and um, they kind of picked Bolton's apart second half at will, and the Bolton's girls probably just ran out of steam a little bit. Um, you know, not not really the team we've spoken about several times that they were, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago and stuff. And They've that, lost a, a, a few key players um, yeah. and, you know, St. Dalton's are, are rebuilding now at this, at this stage. They are and there's, you know, there's signs that there's good players coming up. Rachel Castley, um, you know, starting there, she was corner forward. She Is had your sister excellent playing? Game. Younger sister, she's just, uh, she's just gone 14. She came on in the second half. So, Brilliant. Uh, yeah, like it's great for the girls like that to get opportunities. Now, at the same time, it's probably... You don't really want to throw them in at that that age, but unfortunately, they don't really have an option but to. And um, it's kind of sink or swim at this stage, you know. But she's doing well and enjoying it. Um, it'll take a couple of years, but they're back down in in intermediate football next year, which will probably do them the world of good because did they, they get relegated from the league as well? Yeah, yeah, got relegated from everything apart from this obviously shield <laughs> final. But uh, they they'll look at they'll get to rebuild properly in intermediate, pick up a few results, probably get to play teams more 
you know, on, on their, their level, level at the moment yeah. now, and uh, hopefully we'll see them in senior football in, in the coming years again. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, great that you didn't uh, fight with me over me saying that you were you, you didn't let you me. were Sid Dalton's. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the fight is gone in him. The fighting is gone in him, Brian Kelly. I've only he listened to him for the last nine months. <laughs> He's he's we've broken him. We've broken him. He has accepted the inevitable. <laughs> yeah. And in the Mesita two shield final, it was Clannard taking on St. Pat's, and Clannard came away with the victory here, three goals and ten to St. Pat's four points. Again, this was in Dungani on Wednesday night. One of the games was on the, uh, the the I think the Ultons game and D Rangers game was on the three G. No, 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 on the grass. It was on the grass pitch, and Clannard and St. Pat's were on the uh, 3G. the three G pitch, and good win for Clannard there. Obviously, with these two tr- with the, with the Mesita Shield um, competitions, you're not allowed to have your county players in these teams. No, and that would severely hamper St. Pat's because Emma White is a massive player for them. But from a Clannard point of view, the club isn't that long formed for ladies football. And to be winning a trophy at adult level is huge and it'll give the club a great boost. It's fantastic to see clubs like that coming on and a victory there will give them, like, it should really help them kick on next year. And help generate more playing numbers as well, because the more playing numbers they can get out, the stronger the team is going to become. So it's a, it's kind of like a cycle. It's hard to get the bodies to win a championship, but when you win something, then it helps generate more, and it'll give their underage section a boost as well. We're going to move on now to the under twenty one championship results. And Brian Kelly, um, from the minor county board, you do have a few of the results from the weekend, and of course, the under twenty one championship is knockout. So any of the losing teams here are out of the under twenty one championship. I do indeed. On Friday night, Dunham or Ashburn were beaten 2-11-3-11 by Dunshockland in Ashburn. This afternoon, St. Colm Kills won 17, which is 20 points, beat Sanchestown 2-12, which is 18. We'll move swiftly on from that one. <laughs> you were at that game, Brian Kelly, were you? I wasn't at that game today, Mickey, no. <laughs> um, I got the half-time update from David Flashgordon, but strangely, he didn't give me Etna at full-time. Okay, now you can understand that. In the under twenty one A championship, Oldcastle five points, St Vincent's Corra six goals and twenty, and Walterstown six points, Ballinabracky fourteen points. Excellent, and so that's uh, a huge win for Ballinabracky in, in Walterstown. A massive win there for Ballinabracky. But uh, at what stage of the championship now are we? Have we got made it through the quarterfinals yet? No, they're round one. They're round one. Yeah. Okay, no problem at all. Uh, when is the, round two? Depending on when other teams are. Out of championships and okay. different things like that. Yeah. In the under twenty one B football championship, Rack Kenny one thirteen, Carnaross three twelve. That was played yesterday. Drum Connor Mead Hill one goal and nine points. Bechtif Dunsany seven goals and fourteen. That was played today. That's some win for Bechtif Dunsany. Mm. And in the C championship, just the Longwood versus St Mary Slane game was postponed. Excellent. All right. So no. <laughs> yeah. uh, no more games in the under twenty one championship. No, no, no more games over the weekend. No problem at all. Um, we will be uh, uh reviewing any of the games that uh, uh that are played at quarter final stage. So, uh, we'll move on now to the uh main event from the weekend. I suppose it was the Ted Murta Trim Senior Hurling Championship final. It was in Park Tolchin on Sunday at three p.m. and uh, it was Kildalki against Kiltail. Kiltail in the mix for six. But unfortunately for Kiltail, uh, Brian Kelly, a, a very, very, very stern Kildalki team. One goal in 17 to 11 points. And we thought, myself and yourself thought, well, not you, uh, myself and Kieran Flynn thought after the drawn initial final that, you know, maybe Kildalki had missed their chance, especially at the fact that 
Kiltail came back so strongly in the final moments of that game to, to snatch a draw well, they went ahead by a point and then Kildalki uh, managed to score a point with a free to, to draw level but uh, fantastic win for, Kil, for Kildalki in, in, in this final yeah, move over, Kieran. There's new small ball expert Absolutely, in town. Absolutely, yeah. We'll go back. Actually, before we go on, I'm just looking down at our predictions from last week. And uh, Brian Kelly, you did pick a Kildalki win. Kieran, sorry, Flynn, can you repeat that? Brian Kelly, you did pick a Kildalki win. Not off, I pick a winner. Absolutely, and Kieran Flynn went for Kiltail. So uh, you have the bragging rights on the small ball this week, Brian Kelly. Yeah, what's seldom is wonderful. I'll, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take one and go and I'll bloody well milk it too. Small victories, small victories. Massive victory. <laughs> yeah, I suppose a key turning point in the game today was just coming up to half time. It had been tit for tat. One team would go ahead, the other team would come back and go a pint or two up. Um, for Kildalki, Paddy Keneally was on fire. He was hitting the vast majority of their scores in the first half, whereas Kiltail had a little bit of a better spread. But just in a couple of minutes before half time, Kildalki had a few points to go in ahead. And that I think that gave them the belief in the second half to kick on. And the longer the second half wore on, they just kept edging forward and further ahead before they got a, a late goal, which really put the, the seal on things. Yeah, there was three points in it when they got that second goal, uh, or they got that goal, I think. And uh, that put six points between them and just gave them that little cushion. It was 114 to 11, I think, at that stage. And then they just pushed on and got the final three scores of the game as well. Yeah, and it was a contrast to the final of two years ago and the final of two weeks ago because when they were ahead in those games, Kiltail came back and reeled them in, got the victory one year, got the draw the next. But today, I think Kildalki they were probably just fed up of things like that happening. And they kicked on and they, they went for home and they got there and they reached the promised land for the first time since 2011. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant for... Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, lad, sorry. Hang on, just a phone call coming in there. Davey. Hello. Paddy, how are you? Are you well? Congratulations today. Well done. Yeah, we're just in the middle of the podcast. Is everything all right? I don't believe you. What's up? Kieran Flynn's in the pub. Kieran Flynn is in Kildalki. Kieran Flynn is in Kildalki. Jaeger bombs. Kieran Kier- Flynn is doing Jaeger bombs right now. They're ready for the Madden flu. <laughs> I don't believe it. I, yeah, I'll have to tell Mickey. We're, we're actually live at the minute. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Paddy. Enjoy. So, Davey Rispin, if you can just explain to us there. Your phone rang. Who was it? It was, it was Paddy Keneally, today's man of the match from the Hurling. Calling and, me from the village, uh, and and what, what, he he was just you know uh, he he knows that we have we do our we are made podcast on right. a Sunday evening and um, he he let me know that Kieran Flynn was was with them right and I says Kieran Flynn's sick or Kieran Flynn's meant you know he's not meant to be there or he's not meant to be he's, he's meant to be flu. at home in bed yeah. you know dying and Paddy says no he's he's up there doing a round of Jaeger bombs with all the lads off the bar disgraceful what time are we. Half seven in the evening. Half seven evening. in the evening. School night. School night. Literally school night. And then school teacher. You're going to have to take action, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to have to take this further. So, yeah, we're <laughs> going to have to take this further. Um, Kieran Flynn, if you're listening and you're sober, um, you know, we're going to have to take this further. 
But uh, we'll move on. Um, well done to Kildaki. Well done to Paddy Keneally on, on winning his man of the match yeah. as well. And uh, on Kildaki winning uh, their first championship since 2011. It's absolutely brilliant for them. It's terrible for us that we've uh, realised that Kieran Flynn has jumped ship and uh, decided that uh, Jaeger bombs are the drink of choice on a Sunday evening. But uh, as we said, we will be looking into that and we will be taking it further. We're going to move on now and uh, we're going to move to uh, the Leinster Junior Hurling Championship. Um, and uh, this took place on Saturday. It was in Trim at 1.30 and uh, it was Clonagale taking on Minute and um, Brian Kelly, our small ball expert, you'll be taking that mantle every week now. Um, Clonagale with a great victory here, 4.17 to Minute's 1.10 and that sees them through to a quarter-final of the Leinster, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's a huge achievement for them. The Absolutely. The hardest hurdle off in Leinster to get over is the first hurdle because you've had a bit of celebrations from your championship victory well their celebrations would have been muted. cut yeah. yeah they would have been cut short so they would because of the football semi-final and which probably was a huge benefit going into the first round of Leinster yeah. but then they were trying to balance the football and the hurling the hurlers trained on Tuesday night the footballers were training on Wednesday so some of the lads would have had a very heavy workload over the course of the week depending on how it was managed between the two camps and that's something that they're probably finding a, they maybe they're finding a struggle it can depend on the management Well, they're obviously teams. not finding it a struggle if you look at it, like, in fairness. They're, yeah. they're really not. And uh, as I said on, on, on the podcast last week, these guys are running on adrenaline now. You know, they're, they're, winning is a mentality. Winning is a habit. And and they're just flying. Like, And they've got the, the junior championship final next weekend. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. I met the manager on Tuesday night, Kevin McGovern, and I was wishing him the best luck in the game. And he says, Ash, look, if we're there, we'll give it a lash and we'll see what happens. They scored four seventeen. I think they gave it a bit more than a lash. Yeah, like that game was in in, in trim. It, it was in trim, is yeah. right? Yeah, which according to a lot of people is the home of Harlan and Mead. I know Mickey Burke ran a poll on Instagram there a few weeks ago, and he reckons that all championship games in Mead for Harlan should be played in trim. <laughs> um, there was a good. I landed over at the very end of the game because there was a minor game on afterwards and. There was a right good crowd in to support him, which is good to see, and good to see people from different clubs in the county there to, to back Clannagale, because yeah. when a mid team goes into Leinster, you like to think the whole county would we'll row in behind them. Yeah, absolutely, and and not only that, look, it's it's brilliant for the Atboy or Atcairn uh, area at the moment, and I'm sure that there's a great buzz around that area going, to, and, and they're getting behind their team. It's great that the rest of the county are too, but that sees them through to a quarter-final of the Leinster Junior Championship, Hurland Championship, and that will be taking place on the 2nd of November, and that's a home game again for Clonagale, so that'll probably be in trim as well, or it could be brought to Park Tolchin at that stage, could it? I'd say more than likely them probably played in trim. It played depends. Trim. I think well, look, Kildalki, I think, could have a home game that weekend as well. So it depends maybe what way the fixtures run out as to whether there's a potential for a double header or not. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, we we did mention as well, yeah, that um, uh, Kildalki will be playing the Leinster Intermediate Championship. Um, or sorry, we forgot to mention that they're going to be playing on the second November as well. And they're going to be playing the Offaly Intermediate Champions, isn't that right? It is, but we can't confirm or deny that Kieran Flynn might be lining out from that night. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it won't be know. lining out for us anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> not after what we just heard. Definitely not. But um, well done to both Kildalki. Obviously, Kildalki winning their uh, first senior championship since 2011. And Clan who got over the first hurdle in the Leinster Junior Hurling Championship. So well done to all of uh, uh, everybody that's involved in those teams. Um, and we wish um, Kildalki the best of luck as they enter their Leinster um, campaign now as well. Um, moving on, we're just going to quickly look ahead to next weekend. Um, if you've 
go on to our Patreon service, you will be able to hear our full previews of the Chocolate Terrick Junior Championship, the uh, Mead Potato Company Intermediate Championship and Ferryhouse Steel Senior Championship finals that all take place next weekend. We've got some interviews in the Junior Championship. We've got Joe Melia from Moila. We've got Tommy Hanley from uh, Clonmagale. And we've got Darren Kelly as well, the captain of Clonmagale. We've also, in the... Um, Mead Potato Company Intermediate Championship Final. We've got Jer Dwan from Trim and we've got Brendan Murphy, uh, the Trim Manager. I don't think anybody from Nobber was there, were they? John O'Brien we have as well. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, I see that now. Yeah, I'm looking down. We've got John O'Brien. He's uh, um, uh, the joint captain of the Nobber team with Brian Farrell and he's also the man behind Mead GA lad. Um, a great lad, John O'Brien. We've done a lot of work with him in, in, in the past. And also in the Ferry House Steel Senior Championship Final Preview, we will have interviews with Kieran Fjarig uh, uh, or O'Farry um, he's the captain of Rathote he's a Guidor man and his home club of Guidor drew in the Donegal Senior Championship final today eight points apiece sounds like a cracking game of football and then we'll also have interview an interview with Davy Dalton the captain of the Summerhill team um, so uh, just looking ahead to these finals uh, we'll also have our pred predictions but Moyle and Clonmagale that's a real interesting one Clonmagale on the crest of a wave at the moment Davy Rispin and uh, you know there's no reason to say like Moyle obviously got over them in the league final um, Clonmagale will be out for revenge on that and also you know to keep this winning run going in the club yeah keep keep their every weekend uh, busy I mean between hurling and football it's astonishing really because they're obviously out next weekend in the junior final they're going to be out the following weekend in the hurling if they win the football final they're going to be out the following week again in the football so no it's great and you know generally speaking it's very hard to have two clubs uh, going as well as each other something usually has to give in, in both codes sorry but I think Moyle will be happy enough with the rest they've had. They've had a they've had a good rest now. To be fair, since Three they don't weeks, say any game, yeah. yeah. So they'll be raring to go. I'd say come um, come Saturday evening, Clannagale will be just. It'll be another weekend, and during that routine, that it's a game every weekend. So I'm sure training wise, they've kind of got it fixed out and how how it works. But I'm really looking forward to. It. I think it's a it's going to be a close game. The league final probably doesn't do Clannagale um, justice. They didn't perform. It was a bit of an old show for them. But in saying that, you know, Moyle have the two wins this year in in both in league, so uh, they have the upper hand psychologically more than that and it'll be interesting to see what way it pans out yeah it's going to be a brilliant final that's going to take place in Park Tolchin on Saturday at 2pm um, Davey uh, thanks Davey for your junior uh, knowledge junior championship knowledge um, we're going to move on now to the Mead Potato Company Intermediate Championship final and uh, Nobber and Trim this is Park Tolchin as well on Saturday and that's going to be 4pm that uh, Clonagale Moyla game is going to be um, the curtain raiser to the intermediate final and uh, again Another hard one to call. Nobber coming o coming away with the victory over Castleton in the semi-final. Trim coming away with a victory over Old Castle in their semi-final. And Brian Kelly, like this is a real you know final to look forward to as well on Saturday. Yeah, and if the last two games for each teams are any anything to go by, you could come down to a shootout between the past and the future of the Mead football team. Yeah, Brian Farrell had a great career in the green jersey for Mead, and he's been shooting the lights out for Nobber in the last couple of games. Aaron Lynch, we hope, will go on to have a great career in the mid jersey as well. And he's kicked 10 points in the quarterfinal and won seven in the semi-final. So like, that's incredible for him to be bringing into a final. 
So if it develops into a shootout between the two of them, it could really be one for the ages. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brian Farrell kicking two ten in his semi-final win over near neighbours Castleton, and that's going to be an absolutely cracking final. Get into Park Tolchin. It's Saturday. It's four pm, and uh, also you get in early if you want to see the Mile of Clonmacgill final as well. Two pm for the junior final. But moving on to the Fairyhouse Steel Senior Championship final, and uh, it's first time finalists Rathout taking on perennial finalist Summerhill, and um, that's Sunday at three pm in Park Tolchin, and uh, you know this. This is an absolutely cracking final. I suppose Summerhill, um, you know, showed great grit in their semi-final to get over a, a determined and, and tough Simonstown team. Um, and, you know, they never give up. That was the one thing about Summerhill. Yeah. That game sh- probably should have been buried, uh, dead and buried for them, but they kept plugging away and they got their just rewards in the end. Rathoth just, you know, wiping the floor with a, an unbelievable Kells team um, in their semi-final. And... I just find that this is is, is is a very, very hard final to call. Ah, it is, yeah. I mean, it's hard to probably argue with them being the two best teams in, in it. They're there on merit, I think. Summerhill, probably the, the microscope's been on them from probably day one this year when they played Dunmore Ashburn and didn't show up that day. But since then, they've gradually improved. Um, Rattot, on the other hand, have... Not in my book and not in a lot of people's book, they wouldn't have been one of the front runners at the start of the year for the championship. But, um, but you always the one thing about Rathoth is at mm-hmm. the start of a year, you always say if Rathoth can get everybody out mm-hmm. in the field, you know they they could damage teams and they yeah. could go a long way. And you know, in fairness to them, they've 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 timed their run perfectly. They have, year. yeah, and not playing all that well up to the point of say the quarterfinals, and then when they wiped the floor with screen, obviously people kind of took notice and, and said, yeah, they haven't just beaten screen, they've kind of humiliated them, their neighbours and that, and uh, people started to take notice, and that coincided with uh, Kells not playing that well against Dunham or Ashburn, so they yeah. went into that semi-final almost a 50-50, and many people gave them the nod, and they performed extremely well over the 60 minutes. Kells played up to a point, but Retote only got better as the hour went on. Like First half wasn't great, but second half they kicked on and finished ever so strongly, and that probably is further illustrated with this, the strength of their panel. You know, So two two great sides, two great squads, Um great sets of forwards defensively excellent sound I think we're in for a brilliant final if we can get a nice day obviously I, I always talk about that if we can get dry day not too much of a win there's no excuses for these two not to play a good game of football absolutely and 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 they were both in the same group um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in the earlier rounds of the championship they met already in fairness I'd say Summerhill stole a victory yeah. against them um, in, in the championship earlier uh, earlier on in the championship, but it was the first game back after the break, uh, yeah. after the break, um, and in fairness, like both of them have a lot of county panelists, mm. um, and uh, I would say that Rathout's county panelists didn't perform as well on on that day. It was it, it was other players who played well for Rathout that day, and in a game that looked like for all intents and purposes that Rathout should have won maybe by 8 or 10 points mm. and Summerhill again ground out a victory so it's it's a hard a very hard final to call yeah that that was a real scrappy affair that day um, and yeah Davy Larkin got a goal deep into injury time to win it by a point for Summerhill but from a misplaced hand pass from, from, from Eamon Wallace Eamon yeah. Wallace who was after scoring a penalty yeah just literally before it yeah um, but in fairness that day Eamon Wallace didn't start Joey Wallace didn't start Keane O'Brien didn't start they all came on that day and that was the start of them coming back. And, uh, you know, since then, they've been able to get that Is full... Is that Paddy Keneally <laughs> ringing <laughs> No, <again? laughs> I, I'm not even going to look at it. Um, but since that, they've got all of the players back starting their best team on the pitch. Well, the best team that they think maybe maybe there's better lads to come on. And 
Um, Summerhill have just carried on, just got yeah. better as well. So I don't think that game is going to have a major significance or bearing on this one. I, I kind of write that off. The only thing that you could probably gauge from it is that that game was close and this game will hopefully be as, as close. Yeah, um, I think we're in for an absolutely brilliant Fairhouse Steel Senior Championship final. The race for the Keegan between Rathout and Summerhill. Summerhill have been in, uh, this is their third final in a row, have lost the last two. Rathout in their first ever senior championship final. It's made, uh, like, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's just uh, a perfect storm for both teams to go into this final, and uh, we wish the both of them the very best. As I said, don't forget to go over to our Patreon service. You'll hear all our predictions for the junior, intermediate, and senior finals. We also have all of those um, interviews that we mentioned as well. That's it for this week's podcast. Lads, have you any other business that you want to share? Brian Kelly will go to you first yeah um, just Tuesday night the two LMFM minor football championship division one semi-finals are on in Dungani at eight um, Summerhill plays screen and St Column Kills play Simonson should be two cracking games the future mead football is on show and I'd encourage people to get out and support or clubs or even as a neutral just go and enjoy cracking games of football yeah absolutely and the, obviously the winners of those two semi-finals will be playing in the minor division one final before that senior championship final uh, that takes place on Sunday at 3pm yeah and short it, break for the teams that reach the final short break for the teams unfortunately it's a byproduct of teams having given walkovers earlier in the competition is is it a result on the night Result on the night, so there could even be penalties. There could even be penalties, or uh, if you want to do what an Antrim team is, you could do free kicks and mm. then call it off at the end of it, but uh, we'll not get into that. That happened a few weeks ago. Uh, Davy Rissman, have you anything else for the podcast? There's a draw taking place or something, is there? Yeah, I suppose we are. It's, it's always when you don't have something to talk about, you can always go back on the Royal House draw, and especially when he's not here as well. It's great. Uh, yeah, He that won't be mentioned. Yeah, yeah, we won't mention his name. We won't give him the time. But... Uh, the last draw is on the 28th of December, just after Christmas, so ideal uh, present coming up to Christmas is probably a ticket for the Royal House draw. Third and final draw, um, house worth 275000 and in Johnstown Avon, so it'd uh, be, be a nice one to win just before the new year. It would indeed. It'd be a lovely New Year's present or uh, to receive from the Mead County Board after getting your ticket. Yeah, as, as, as we say every week, get in, get your house, or get your ticket. Um, buy it from Ray Delaney we've said that on <laughs> numerous occasions get up to Dunshockland and say there's a Pat Warner her house at this stage four tickets as she was the seller of the first house winner and the second house winner uh, both of them coming from Dunshockland so uh, look we want to thank you all for listening don't forget to go over to our Patreon service as we've said before and uh, it it the, the Patreon service, it's for, you know, the you know, the loyal royals, the real, you know, tough Gaelic supporter that goes out, hail rain or snow, um, and uh, during the summer as well and just gets out to those uh games. You know, it's not for everybody, but we understand that this is for the true GAA supporters and uh, we want to thank everybody who has signed up for it uh, so far and you are giving us uh, the opportunity to keep this service going and uh, we are Mead, why it matters more.